and I'm Lindsay, and today all eyes are on us, but not just us, you too. Let me explain, let me explain. Let me too much. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you want me to ease up a bit? <laughs> no, I think it's good. It's okay. all my fault. It's a mea okay. culpa. Okay. 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 <clears throat> Welcome back to the Modern Lady Podcast. You're listening to episode 30. Hi, I'm Michelle. And I'm Lindsay. And today, all eyes are on us, but not just us, you too. How we come across to the people in our lives and in our communities is a thought worthy of reflection. Elvis Presley once said, quote, It's not how much you have that makes people look up to you. It's who you are, end quote. So today we're chatting about impact and how we can leave a positive mark on the world. But first, Michelle and I hope that you are enjoying this podcast as much as we love making it. Your comments mean the world to us, like we actually copy and paste them and send them to each other every time we get one. If you haven't yet, we would love for you to give us a rating and review on iTunes. We would also be so happy if you could subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss a single episode. This week's shout out goes to Krista E.W., who kindly left us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, and she commented, quote, I look forward to listening to these ladies every week. I always get great tips and ideas. One example is that my husband and I now fika with tea, and it is lovely and leisurely. Thanks, end quote. We loved reading about your new fika routine, Krista, and thank you so much for leaving that review. And if you would like to leave us a comment, you can do so on our website, www.themodernlady1950.wordpress.com, or you can leave us a comment on Facebook or Instagram, where you can find us at The Modern Lady Podcast. But before we get into today's chat, Lindsay has our Modern Lady Tip of the Week. Well, with summer almost here, we're all itching to spend some more time outside. But with that comes people. <laughs> we, we can't hibernate anymore, right? So we're going to be outside. And so today we're going to talk about what makes a good neighbor. Now, there's a popular meme that jokes about the mom next door that yelled so loudly that even the neighbors brushed their teeth and got straight into bed. <laughs> have you have you seen that? <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's such a good one. Yeah, that's about me. Um, okay, so <laughs> the first thing that makes a good neighbor is being aware of noise levels. You know what? We can really forget how loud we are. So we're talking barking dogs, streaking kids, your television loud music, um, cars revving up, motorcycles, mowing the lawn at all hours. You know, we can be way louder than we um, notice because we become accustomed to it. So be considerate, especially if your neighbors have a napping baby or even, you know, a toddler that still sleeps during the day or they work the night shift. Uh, if you're having some construction work done, you know, because tis the season for new decks and um, other construction work being done, that's fine. But just maybe just acknowledge that that work is going on to your neighbor, apologize for it and say that it's going to take a week or two and then it's done. 
Also be aware of personal space. So we really have to learn how to gauge people. And I think sometimes you just have to accept that you might not become good friends with your neighbor, but just a simple hello from the driveway is sufficient. So just learn what they're comfortable with as in terms of friendship. And lastly, take care of your own house. Ours looks terrible right now, but if anyone local is listening, I promise you we're actually taking care of it at this exact moment. So just bear with us. But here's a little bit of an extra tip. If you see that a normally well taken care of home has kind of fallen into disrepair, check on the occupants. Be neighborly. They might be going through something, you know, medical or emotional where they just physically can't get outside to mow their lawn or pull up their weeds. Be there for them. Offer to do that for them. It helps keep the whole neighborhood looking good, but it's just also the decent thing to do. Yeah, I love that. I fear that currently, similar to you, we may be that house on the street. (laughs) (laughs) And I want my neighbors to know that we are okay. We are also (laughs) actively working on it. Uh, But you know what? (laughs) I know. Four kids is what's what's happening with us right now. Yeah, exactly. Um, But you know what? I I do love that because um, all this is, all those tips really boil down to uh, considering the other people and their their comfort in their their lifestyles right so if you're going to make noise an acknowledgement of that shows that you have thought about their comfort and so even if they have to live with the noise for a week or two uh, they feel good knowing that you thought of them you've considered them and i i find that's part of the um when we envision these charming neighborhoods of the past Right. I think um, part of what made it so charming was this consideration that neighbors had for one another. A little acknowledgement goes a long way. I've learned that Mm -hmm. over and over again in my life. If you just say, you know what, I'm sorry, the kids are really hyper today. They just need to be outside for an hour. People go, oh, no problem. I remember where my kids were that age. And it's just better if you just let them know that you know, and that then they know that that conversation is there. They can be comfortable to come up and say something to you. So today we are talking about just how visible we are in today's world and what can be done about it. Right, Lindsay? Yeah. So if we were to make a list of everywhere that we are, quote, visible, we would quickly Mm -hmm. realize that truly all eyes are on us more often than we think. So we might often like to just contemplate that we're just a drop in the ocean, right? A a grain of sand. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. while that might have been the case 20 years ago, it's just simply not the case now. Well, for most of us, right? So you and I were kind of talking and we kind of broke down this idea of being visible um, into three different categories. So this is just how we broke it down. You know, there's no science to this, (laughs) but we thought it might help the discussion go along. So if we look at like the the minimum, um, it would be kind of like, limited social media, not a lot of community involvement aside from like one regular activity and running some errands and having a few close friendships. And then I think the second level would be like moderate social media usage. So you might like follow and post the odd photos from like your family vacation on social media. You'll share the odd article, but you will rarely put in your own thoughts. Um, You'll be somewhat active in your community. And then there are people like me, 
and and perhaps you, Michelle, um, that we're a lot more active on social media. Um, we have a full social life. We're very extroverted. We love to share. We share all the things. Um, and we love to offer our opinions. That's more me. Uh, we like to weigh in on conversations and we post regularly on social media, photos, comments, articles with our own thoughts. And I think that most people, you know, in Canada and the U.S. Um, could kind of fit into one of these categories right now. And then we looked at something um, called the 1% rule. And this is namely that 99% of people online are lurkers, right? Quote, lurkers, Mm -hmm. while 1% create the content. Or this is broken down into 90% are lurkers, 9% edit the content, and 1% create the content. So both basically say that either 90 or 90% of people out there are just looking at you and are watching what you're doing. Right. I'm a recovering lurker um, (laughs) for most of my social media life. Um, I think it was like that I, I would comment in my head. And yeah. I was like, yes, I agree with you. And then I'd scroll on past and I would forget to actually type it out. Right. And so, yes. So yeah. I get lurkers. I I was one. I still kind of am one to a certain extent. I yeah. would consider myself a moderate, like in between moderate and very active. If well, we're clearly you're scale. not alone, right? Because 99% mm-hmm. of people are like, and I personally know a lot of lurkers. And the term lurking actually um, comes from around the year 1990 when um, a journalist was caught as she was doing research kind of lurking around some online chat forums when it was still very Mm -hmm. very new and her presence was noticed in these rooms but she wasn't talking so they actually called her a lurker and that's where that really first came from and I you know people can have all different reasons for doing that some people just aren't have a lot of confidence where they want to um, join mm-hmm. in and you know they just they do like what they saw but they just don't want to get involved and that's fine as well but I think the reality is and what you and I are talking about is that we are being watched yes and every time you say that you say it so ominously <laughs> yeah I'm good at that I like that <laughs> yeah it's true actually um I love that meme there's that meme um where it has like the split screen and then in the 1960s it's like oh no I better not say that or the government will wiretap my house Mm -hmm. and then it has on the other side today it's like hey wiretap can cats eat pancakes (laughs) I laugh every time it's like it's so much more prevalent even like offline right like there is just such a hyper awareness of other people so maybe if there's less interaction on a deeper level so when we talk about forming friendships or um forming close communities of people uh this is a different kind of interaction where we're almost hyper aware of other people but we're not necessarily engaged with them it seems like such an uncharted territory, right? Like it's such Mm -hmm. a weird existence. And we're right. We do joke about Big Brother in quotes all the time. And you know, I highly recommend that everybody listening does read 1984. Have you read it, Michelle? Yes. Yeah, we read it together. We did? Do you remember that? It was last year. I'm I'm so glad our friendship means so much to you. (laughs) so sorry. I'm kidding. I'm joking. Um, I do remember (laughs) discussing it, but I didn't know if you had read it before. Um, And it is really, really 
a, a must read, right? And mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I think that the reality is it is true. Um, we can joke all we want about wiretaps, but between dash cams and security cameras and front door cameras with like the Nest system or Rogers Home Security or, you know, all those things, cell phone videos that are being videotaped everywhere, Alexa, Siri, drones, like we are being mm-hmm. watched all the time. And so we can... This, you know, a lot of people have a lot of serious privacy concerns with that. And that is 100% justified. We aren't even touching on that right now. We get that. But we want to talk about how our influence can be used for good. Mm-hmm. Right. So like if we live in the type of world that is watching mm-hmm. all the time, then there there can be something done about this. I think often of... um well, always, always coming back to the church, right? Mm-hmm. And the saints that have really embraced media, even just television and radio, and in a time when that wasn't so common, when that was kind of uncharted new territory, and people um, were a little bit wary or hesitant about trusting TV and these newfound ways of entertainment, and they embraced it and actually managed to harness it to deliver good messages right. and positivity and set good examples and offer good thoughts and perspective on things. And I think we're entering into an age of that too, just in a different medium with social media. Absolutely. I've been thinking about this a lot lately um, because I've had several incidents over the last couple of months when I've received private messages from like old friends or acquaintances, um, people that you barely have like like chatting with. And these are people that um, follow my social media, but that I wouldn't have been surprised if they actually deliberately unfollowed me because we have nothing in common. And so I don't, they're not even on my radar. And then all of a sudden I get these messages from them with these wonderful compliments about whatever. But it was this wake up call every time going, oh my goodness, I wouldn't have thought this person was even reading the things I was sharing or clicking on my photos. And they are, and they might not be clicking like or commenting, but they're watching. And that really had me um, stand back and remind myself again of how important it is that we are authentic online and that we're just being very careful and deliberate about what we share and how much we share and what our message is that comes through everything we're sharing. Hmm. Oh, for sure. I know I'm surprised too, even with the podcast. Sometimes I, I think about because a lot of our interactions are on social media and much of it is with people that I, I personally have not met maybe in person. And so I am surprised if friends, like family members <laughs> come up to me and they're like, oh, I was listening to the episode last week. I'm like, really? You listen? Uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm always so surprised and, and very touched. I, I love hearing that that kind of a feedback but you're right it is a wake-up call that like you don't know who's listening you mm-hmm. don't know who's um who's going to be reached by what you say or what you're doing and um, even how they take it so in the name of authenticity you were just starting to talk about it there that's one thing I've really been learning is that as a people pleaser mm. you know I I can't anticipate how to please people that I don't even know are watching 
Oh, wow. And so you just, that just became massive anxiety, I think, for <laughs> yeah, well, we have, and this is Now what we're talking about ple- yeah, pleasing people we don't even know we're watching. That's a great point. That's right. And it was driving me, before I, I could pinpoint that's what it was, I, I think that's why I lurked for so mm-hmm. long, right? Because I wanted people to like me, but how can I post something if I wasn't sure how people I didn't even know were watching would take it? Oh my and goodness. so <laughs> I know you always coach me too, um, like just be yourself, mm-hmm. <laughs> just be yourself. And that that has been such an interesting experiment and exercise in my own um, thoughts on how I present myself to the world. So yeah, just another point to consider there. (laughs) I've never been a people pleaser. And so these things are so good for me to reflect upon because I just, I'm bullheaded, right? I'm a bull in a China shop and all of my things that I do. So I just run in and think, I'm just going to say all the things I want to say. And I type Mm -hmm. it out quickly and I don't even look at it until later when I edit all my errors in it. And I just say what I'm going to say and I run with it. And that's good and that's bad. There's, you know, positives and negatives to that. But I've never considered even being a people pleaser. (laughs) But that's different than recognizing that I have an influence, that what I say is not um, just about me, right? So everything we Mm -hmm. say or do, as we all know, has other consequences. I've always acknowledged that. And I'm just really being pleased by how much of a reach that one person can have on one social media account. Yeah. And we kind of, uh, this was one of the questions on last week's episode um, on how to raise modern little ladies, that question, remember? Yeah. And we kind of broached the subject on um, how wonderful it is to think about, uh, you know, government aside, uh, <laughs> but the the impact you can have on on other people yeah. uh, in a positive way and to be positive role models for the things that you prioritize and the qualities and characteristics and virtues that are really important to you, yeah. that you can pass that on to people. Like you have a role to play and people do look to you and look up to you and you may not even know. So right. um, like the world is your oyster in that sense. Yeah. And you know, we do have a duty and a responsibility to propagate those virtues as well. If it's something Mm -hmm. that your family stands by, then you have to share that and not in an overt way and not, you know, in teachable moments per se, but that your example does um, impact other people. Like we were just, we said so many times about joy being contagious. This is very true. And you and I've talked about this so many times, how people are drawn to virtue and to beauty. And so that is our duty and responsibility to bring that into a world that doesn't cherish that and to explain what that looks like in your average family. And that makes you kind of fall into the position of being a good leader. And we actually looked at some characteristics of what a good leader is. Yeah, so on the list, we have things like uh, self-awareness, integrity, courage, confidence, um, and enthusiasm, uh, like a joie de vivre, uh, wisdom, adaptability, um, being an effective communicator, your belief in other people and your Mm. respect for them, having an insight into things, having an opinion, Mm -hmm. um, but being able to convey that with a sense of humor and with competence, being a competent person. Um, these are all, all things that, you know, I, I know you've said this before, but like, they aren't just for 
leaders and people in power, but we're all meant to exude these things as a means to even spur one another forward in pursuit of these virtues. That's right. And we've talked so many times just personally, and I know out in the communities about that these things aren't taught in school necessarily, right? They try, they try to weave these lessons in throughout, but this really has to start at home. And like with everything else at home, it starts with you as the parent modeling these behaviors and then taking every opportunity that pops up to explain to your kids why it's important that they have courage in that situation or um, why a sense of humor would help in shaking off that, that situation, something that just happened and why it's really important to communicate effectively. Like all of these things, we just said these, these qualities qualities, they have to be formed in someone. We aren't born with these qualities, but these are the qualities in our children that will help them succeed in life. And that's really hard to do, right? Um, all the time. Sometimes I think that uh, we feel we're alone in mm -hmm. the things that we believe in and the kind of life that we would like to see for ourselves and for our kids. We feel like we're the only ones trying to live a certain way. And um, we're watching everyone else, not thinking everyone's watching us, <laughs> but we really could be leaning on each other, right? If we yes. were all just um, willing to share a little bit more to acknowledge, hey, I see you watching. <laughs> yep. yep. So Michelle, I don't know about you guys, but we do. We do a bit of a pep talk with the kids before we like enter Costco. It's it's always Costco because it's like the apocalypse is happening in there, right? So it's like pure chaos <laughs> every, every time. Mm -hmm. And it's like 10 o'clock on a Tuesday morning and the apocalypse is happening. And so if you see us in the car first, Jason and I are turning around and we're like, okay, that's it. Everybody's going to be watching us, you know, be on your best behavior. Mm -hmm. and, and, and we say all this and Trust me, everyone, I'm keenly aware of how silly that sounds to be like, everybody's watching us. So put a smile on like we're not telling them to be fake because then we actually say that right. we're like, we just want the good behavior that we know that everybody is capable of to come out when we're out in public, right? Do your mm -hmm. best. And so um, every time we do that, I feel silly, but I'm like, no, we need to have these reminders that you are being watched and that there's not, it's not antiquated advice to quote, be on your best behavior. People don't act well out in public a lot anymore, adults and children, and people just ignore that kind of behavior, but not so in our house. So do you guys do a similar pep talk? Yeah. And actually I would say, um, during meltdowns, yeah. I find it very helpful. <laughs> yeah. Just, just to remind, right? Like, because it is, um, I, I find too, like children are, they're just l smaller versions of us. Yeah. <laughs> they feel all the same things and, um, you know, but they're not maybe always so mature as to realize, uh, the context of situations. So, you know, if they're throwing a fit or they're talking back or they're misbehaving, I'll remind them. I'm like, you know, like people are looking at you. And that's often enough to make them at least stop and think. Right. Like, yes. oh, like, oh, I didn't even, I did, they didn't even remember. We don't even remember. You yeah. know, if we're getting, you know, upset over something that's happening to us in the store or uh, we're having an interaction in the parking lot with somebody um, and we're getting emotional or something like that. Even just for us, it's hard to remember, you know, people are walking by, they're kind of turning their heads. How is this coming across to people? This isn't, and this isn't like a, a need to be perfect all the time. That's we're not right, advocating yeah. a Stepford way of yeah. life, <laughs> right? Not to think that you have to be perfect 
all the time, but to have a have that practice of self-control in public and discipline where you can go out and put a good foot forward because uh, it only increases your credibility too when you when you jump in with your observations or opinions on on something I absolutely think absolutely especially mm-hmm. in this where you're trying to blend your social media life and your real life right so mm-hmm. if you're acting one way online and then people are going to see you out in public like you want to make sure that with integrity you are a person of integrity that those two worlds are a reflection of each other and that you are who you say you are yeah and you know what another uh, side to this to consider as well is that sometimes we are the watchers, yeah. right? Yeah. So like we've talked this whole episode about being the ones who are watched all the time, but the community is a two-way street and sometimes we're the ones who are watching other people. And that also comes with a responsibility to be a, a, a considerate watcher, yeah. <laughs> a considerate lurker. Yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> Right. But for for me, um, that would be like uh, giving people grace. Right. So we are all just doing the best we can. (laughs) And I think that's what we were trying to what I was trying to say before is we're all just doing the very best we can. And if we are putting our best forward, um, then when we come across people or a situation that we're not sure about, I don't know, but I seem to think that a lot of good can happen by just giving people the benefit of the doubt uh, when you're unsure and just being a kind observer of things. Okay, it's time for our What We're Loving This Week segment of the show. So, Lindsay, what have you been loving this week? (laughs) It's weird that I'm loving it because it's pushing me to work exhaustion but I'm I'm I've recharged up and have been wearing my Fitbit I dug out the Fitbit Mm-hmm. And I've been doing a bit of a challenge with a friend of mine and um, I'm glad I got it out. So I'm not loving having to get up at 6.15 in the morning and get outside and get some steps in, but I am loving, I guess, that I'm getting those steps in. <laughs> yes. So, you know, you love it after. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's a love hate. Um, But it really does. I, As much as I want to pretend like it doesn't make that much of an impact, it really does. You really do want mm-hmm. to top your steps from the day before. And I normally, when I'm just sitting during the day in homeschooling, like I'll only do 4,000 steps and that's just on a normal day. But as soon as I put that Fitbit on, I do 10 or 11,000 steps. I mean, what a huge difference that is in my health. Yeah. And I loved, like, remember when we all used to challenge each other? Yeah. Yep. I miss those days. Yeah. Let's go back to the Fitbits. <laughs> there are some really nice. Mine yes. is really ugly. So I don't wear it. Like if I'm going um, to church or somewhere where I have a dress on and, but they have beautiful mm-hmm. new ones that kind of look like the Apple smartwatches that you could just wear all the oh. time. And it doesn't look like <laughs> it's quick. It's funny. Mine's only three years old and uh, it's, it's already looks quite obsolete. So maybe I'll treat myself mm. to a new Fitbit. What are you loving this week? Okay, so this week I am loving a podcast. Um, This is the David Tennant Does a Podcast With podcast. Right. I love that title, first of all. (laughs) Uh, I love David Tennant. I'm a big Doctor Who fan, uh, and he is the 10th Doctor. Um, It's so great. The show is great because you just know he's calling his friends 
randomly and asking him, hey, can you be on my show? Yep. And it's just like us. Yeah. So he's so relatable. Yes, he's <laughs> the so stars, relatable. they're just like us. Yes. <laughs> but what they talk about on these shows is like, they'll talk about their upbringing or current projects that they're working on. And it really has this vibe of two chums shooting the breeze. Uh, I think he's a great interviewer. And his Scottish accent I was gonna is say. really relaxing. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, you're, I hope you don't forget the best part, which is his accent. Yes, I love it. I love it. I always forget that he's Scottish because mm. I feel like he doesn't always play Scottish people like yeah. in his roles. And so he changes his accent. But um, yeah, it's really enjoyable to listen to. Now, uh, a word of caution, though, that this would probably not be a show to have on around your kids. Um, and if you yourself are not super comfortable with the odd swear word or edgy subject matter, uh, this really depends on the guest he has on. Yeah. Like, there are just uh, some actors or actresses who are a little bit more rough around the edges. Like, I was kind of surprised when I listened to Olivia Coleman's yeah. episode because I love her. Uh, it surprised me only because she's the next Queen Elizabeth on The Crown. <laughs> and I didn't realize how much I projected Elizabeth II onto her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just a good show. It's, it's a nice conversational show. Okay, that's going to do it for us this week. And if you want to get in touch and chat with us about our topic today, you can find us on our website, www.themodernlady1950.wordpress.com or leave us a comment on Facebook or Instagram at The Modern Lady Podcast. I'm Michelle Sachs, and you can find me on Instagram at mmsachs. That's S-A-C-H-S. And I'm Lindsay Murray, and you can find me on Instagram at Linny Autumn. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great week, and we will see you next time. Thank you.